0: Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, And today I'm joined with Lieutenant Colonel Damon Friedman, who's the president and founder of SOF Missions. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks for tuning in to this episode with Damon Friedman. If this is your first time, welcome. It's a pleasure having you join us. If you're a long-time listener, if you've tuned in before, thanks so much for your continued support. If you have not done so already, if you wouldn't mind leaving an iTunes or Google Play review, it would be much appreciated. In today's conversation, I speak with Lieutenant Colonel Damon Friedman, who's the president and founder of SOF Shield of Faith Missions. He's a special ops officer, Iraq and Afghanistan veteran, Spirit of Hope award winner, and executive producer to Surrender Only to One Movie. We discuss background on this film and the message of hope and the freedom of liberty to the American veteran. Damon rehashes his personal ambitions at war through multiple deployments. And then when he finally came to a tipping point, when he was at the verge of self-destruction. The film highlights a handful of stories and testimonies of people experiencing God in some of the world's most hostile situations. Damon unpacks the special ops, special forces team, and how it can be paralleled to spiritual gifts or superpowers for the kingdom. He answers the question, how can a warrior walk with Christ on the battlefield? He has an easy answer to this challenging question. You can find more about Damon at sofmissions.com, and SOF missions are creating awareness of PTSD and the suicide epidemic through film, support through national groups and education, and holistic intensive care for those in need. Here's my conversation with Damon. Damon, thanks so much for for joining me today.
1: You know what, thanks a lot, Tyler. I, I love your podcast. I just love the guys that that you bring on. These are men of action. They're out there. They're maneuvering around the battlefield. They're representing the kingdom. I'm honored to be here. Thanks, Tyler. We're going to have an awesome time this hour.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, Well, first off, uh, you are hot in the moment right now. Congratulations on your latest movie, Surrender Only to One, uh, which released in September. So I want to know how have the the past few months been since release I had the opportunity to to tune in and watch and I I, I loved it I want to, I want to hear how how it's been for you how it's been received so you know it was, it's just been great over
1: a hundred thousand people have had the opportunity to mm. see the movie we uh, uh, we actually did a pre-release uh, a year beforehand previously on 9/11 we showed it out in in, in uh, California and over 25,000 people, saw it live, Uh, we showed it in Orange County, between uh, Harvest, that's Greg Laurie's church, Mm -hmm. um, Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and and Raul uh, Reese's church. Um, And I'm going to tell you right now, we had such an amazing response. Uh, uh, You know, fast forward, we did the premiere. We showed the film uh, in over 32, about 32 different states. Um, Tons of people watched it. And it was a smashing success, which we uh, uh, aired it here in our premiere on uh, 9-11 at, in Tampa at the Tampa Theater. We crushed it. It was great. brought that message of hope, mm. really communicated um, the importance of, hey, being aware of what's going on with the American veteran, mm-hmm. the American veteran who's out there fighting for freedom and liberty to crush oppression and it was just awesome. It was such a smashing success that there was a huge demand afterwards to show it again. So what we did was we showed it on Veterans Day Week, uh, weekend, and a uh, lot, of, lot of churches showed it as well. I don't have the exact numbers on that. But what we did is we, we also did the live simulcast. So it wasn't just in Tampa, but we did a simulcast. And we had endorsers and interviews from General McChrystal, the commander of all U.S. forces in Afghanistan, NATO, uh, uh, famous for his leadership mm. at uh, JSOC. We had Luke uh, Zamperini, um, who was the executive producer of Unbroken 2, talking about um, the faith of, of his father. And then we finally had uh, Bobby Bowden. The Bowden family is huge endorsers of our film, uh, of our movie, of our organization. And we showed. Um, his support as well. It's been really great. Lots of uh, uh, attraction, and, and we're moving forward. It's really propelled our organization. Just not only to create awareness of suicide epidemic and the issues that our warriors are dealing with, but how we as sofmissions.com SOFmissions, are providing the support.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Um, you speak about uh, you're speaking about this the hope um, that you're bringing you know from coast to coast um to uh, in particular i know this is uh, as you mentioned veterans are facing um high suicide rates and ptsd um to incredibly uh tough challenges uh coming back back home um i know that this is uh, i am sure uh you know sparked this background of how you de- you really why you decided to make a film um, but I want to hear a bit more into the background of the backstory of really how you you came together uh, with a you know group of others and decided that this is this is the the way forward um, and that the hope is going to come through a film. Yeah. So the bottom line is is that
1: I've been at war for 18 years. Now, uh, correction, we have been at war mm. for about 17 years since 9/11. But I've been in for over 18 years. And all I've known is war. And I'm going to tell you that by 2010, 2010, I was on the verge of self-destruction. And I was on the I, – I almost uh, – I mean, my wife and I, we were getting a divorce after mm. 10 years of marriage. Um, i made some critical uh, decisions, bad decisions in my career. And it's because I was so obsessed with killing bad guys. I was so obsessed in um, – you know, basically every man has a has a uh, some type of uh, temptation of sin about yeah. uh, with their personal ambition. I I believe, and some men want to be like the number you know the CEO of the largest uh, company in the world, or they want to be the number one salesman in their state or their company, or they want to be able to get you know garner a certain amount of money or a big big retirement or a big house or a big car, a big whatever. My sin was that I wanted you, Tyler, to open up the history books and read about Foxtrot November. Special Tactics Officer, that's me, FN, mm-hmm. Foxtrot November. That, that was my uh, call sign. And so I was having this obsession with war, obsession with accolades, obsession with recognition, obsession, obsession. And so that almost killed me. I, was, uh, I had uh, been in the, the invasion in 2003 in Iraq I'd seen a lot of uh, combat, multiple deployments overall Mm. uh, of my years to Afghanistan and Iraq multiple times and all sorts of other conflicts that we can't really talk about. Mm. And I was suffering from TBI, that's traumatic brain injury, multiple concussions, dropping bombs in close proximity and just blowing. I mean, literally my brain just shaken, sick for a week, vomiting from the... uh, from all the vibration, I was just not in a good place. I was in a dark place. I was hurt and bad. And I I, I was having some bad thoughts. And I started questioning my purpose, questioning whether I should even live. And it was um, – so because I experienced that, and we could talk a little bit more mm. about how, how how I fought through that kill zone and how the god of the universe extract me out of that kill zone, the X. Um, but – that's what was the impetus of doing this film. That I somehow, some way, survived. And when I say survived, Tyler, I'm talking about like, I mean, like physically, like how a divine power somehow, some way came in and protected me through this hellacious firefight that I should have died in. Somehow that the God of the universe, this supernatural power, came in and, and all of a sudden reestablished my marriage so that it is what it is today. Amazing, extraordinary, like unbelievable, how somehow, someway, the God of the universe instilled a level of purpose in my life that is beyond this world, and it is an invincible concept. It is something beyond this earth, man. And Mm -hmm. so that's why we did this film. So, you know, because I found hope when I was at the verge of self-destruction, when I was on the verge of saying, I'm done with this, I found hope, hope that would last and endure forever, my friend. And that's Mm -hmm. why we did this film. You know, I mean, it's only an hour, six other operators uh, 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 on this film. I mean, elite Navy SEAL, special forces, tier one, special mission units, you know, recon marine, you know, special tactics, air force, every branch. These guys, even one gal known as mm-hmm. the angel of death, who's like got more kills than all of us put together. This, this woman, women in combat, you know, not only men are going to war, but so are women. Mm-hmm. And that's what America sends. And so. That's what it's all about. This mil- movie, 60 minutes, it's explosive. Grab your popcorn, put on your seatbelt, make sure you got enough jelly beans, whatever chocolate, whatever it is, because you're going to sit there and you're going to watch it. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, it was great. And we just really, really uh, are in awe of how God is really touching uh, over 100,000 people's lives and just how you know, America is responding and how we're able to continue to create this awareness across um, the nation
0: absolutely you you uh, in the film do an incredible job of getting into the personal lives of these guys and gal and, and gal um, and really looking and hearing their personal testimonies stories um, how uh, how dark of you know dark of a place they were in and, and you know it's 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 shown through the film and it seems like you know the these folks are, you know, a lot of the folks are just so unlikely candidates to move forward and to find hope. Um, but, you know, through God, through one, uh, y'all have been able to get to this incredibly new place where not only um, are, are you speaking about uh, about God and your faith, but have put it on a platform where uh, you're impacting, uh, as you said, you know, hundreds of thousands. So I wanted to know maybe for folks as a sneak peek into into the film, Share a story um, of 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 uh, of someone uh, that was in the film that of a challenge uh, and just really the situation that they were facing when they when they did come home um, and how their their life was was flipped around.
1: I think the one that um, I always remember is that there's a you know testimony. Uh, um, it's Kilo Alpha, K A, hmm. and this guy's story. I mean, this guy is an American hero this guy is a warrior right like this guy was special forces he was shot purple heart blown up purple heart building fell on this guy you didn't get anything on that i mean the guy was in the infantry Hmm. he went in i mean the guy was you know decorated warrior of warriors and i'm gonna tell you that deployment he went he he came he was um in some of the hottest places in all of the world tyler like of the whole world brother like it was no joke this guy was in some serious battle fights hmm. exchange fire like nobody's business and when you're talking i mean you know in in the film when you're watching ka right the guy i believe mm-hmm. uh i believe is from new york and i mean he had a tough upbringing and he was using all the all the bitterness all the anger, all the frustration he he was using all that stuff and 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 to couple that with the talent that god had given to him you know to become the warrior in special forces well he'd seen enough battle killed enough bad guys blow i mean he blew the smithereens out of the bad guys and then he came home and he was just struggling and at the end of the day at the end of the day um he uh couldn't stay in. He ended up getting processed out for post traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. And he's just trying to find just purpose and figure it out. Was not getting the care that he needed? And then he ended up uh, trying to uh, find a job. He couldn't have a job, you know, the job he could hold it. He finally uh, found himself uh, without a job. Soon he couldn't pay the bills. And then he found himself without a home. Before you know it, he lost his car. Before you know it, he's got nowhere. And the only thing he has. Uh, I, I remember him telling me that he was a security guard, and people were just looking at him like, "Hey, really, you're special forces, and this is all you, you know, you could do now? Ain't nothing wrong with being a security guard." Hmm. But I'm telling you right now, when you're a special forces weapon, and you, you know, and, and you're a multi, you're a million dollar asset, and I mean, for him, it was just demoralizing because the guy's a green beret, and, and it's and it's all he could do, and even then, he couldn't hold that job. And so he ends up wanting to kill himself. He's got his Glock. It's all he's got. He's got a round in the chamber. He calls his best friend. He says, hey, I want you to know that um, I love you. Uh, I want you to know that I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. And uh, at the end of the day, man, you know, I, 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 just want, I just want to let you know that. And he knew Sierra Juliet SJ, who he reached out. K-A reaches out to S-J. SJ, another special forces operator, says, you need to talk to FN, Fox Shark November. Hmm. And he said, I don't know what you're thinking about doing, but you need to talk to him. Just talk, promise me that you'll talk to him before you do anything stupid. And so he made that promise. And so he ends up calling me. I'm the guy in the movie. The guy calls me up and he just said, hey, uh, uh, this is the promise I made. I'm fulfilling it. I'm calling you. I'm letting you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm not in a good place, but um, I don't know what to do. And I just said, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. So for two hours, for two hours, the guy's telling me about all of the hard stuff he dealt with in his life. And there's a lot of bad stuff that he had to deal with. A lot of bad stuff. Everybody processes combat differently, but man, when you're in the hellacious fights like he's been. When you killed as many bad guys as as he has, and I mean, and there's even times when you kill bad guys, you're like, man, I mean, up close and personal, you change, man, you change. Hmm. And he was dealing with some serious issues. And after two hours, he just told me, man, like, nobody loves me, nobody cares, nobody whatever. And finally, I just, for the first time in my life, and this was a paradigm shift, Tyler, first time in my life that I needed Jesus The commander of the universe the baddest warrior that the world has ever known like I called up to the God of the universe and I said Lord I have never called upon you but I I mean like this but I need you to come in right now because this dude is bleeding out in a four-way intersection the enemy has sniped him and this dude is going to die today I need you, Lord. I need you to come on in. And the Father in heaven, God, sends the ultimate quick reaction force to go and save this man. And I said, have you ever heard about Jesus? Man, wow. it was like, all of a sudden it was silent. Silent. In fact, it was so silent. I thought he hung up on me. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like, it was like forty-five seconds. I'm like, "Hey, are you still there?" He's like, yeah, yeah, I- I'm here. I'm like, because I said, "Have you ever heard about about Jesus?" I mean, that was it. But man, like, I had never done that. Usually, when I'm going to talk to somebody about Christ, because he's awesome. Like, everybody's really, everybody needs him. They just a lot of people just don't know who he really is. And I, but then I have a conversation. I don't just go up front. Hey, you need to learn about Jesus. But dude, let me tell you something. This was this this was a mission to save a life right then. There was no time. This was a, I had to move with a sense of urgency. I popped that red star cluster, Tyler. I mean, man, the God of the universe Mm. knew I needed Jesus now. And so boom, after 45 days, like, well, I I heard about him and I just unloaded because I knew that the life was on the line. And I Mm. talked to him all about Jesus, how he loves him, how he has mercy, How he has grace, how he's the great physician, how he is an incredible warrior and how he empowers people to be strong and courageous and bold. And how he's called the Christians in America, I mean, in in all of the world, those that, that have joined his army for an amazing mission to change and transform the world, dude, after A period of time he just at the very end i said give me one good reason why you would not accept christ as your personal lord and savior and commander he said i believe boom two hours bro he told me all the reasons why he should kill himself it just took me a moment in time to tell him why he should live with christ boom Mm -hmm. there it is right there one piece of the movie that's gonna blow the audience away mm, right there. Mm. K-A, finding hope in Christ, the Lord, the King, commander of the universe. Man, you already got me fired up, Tyler. can't believe you even asked me that.
0: <laughs> you got me fired up. That's what? Well, that, that, that's powerful. I mean, come on. You know, two hours and then um, it just takes, I'm sure, a few minutes. Uh, but, you know, and just the impact that that, that had um, and getting getting him to belief. Um, when he was at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, as you said, um, and to, to accept Jesus and to, to bring him into, into his life in a time where, um, where it, it, that wasn't even an option for him. Right. So finding an option when there was, it seemed like it was a yes or no, um, but I I wanted to hear a bit more. Uh, so you, you spoke a bit more on success and ambition um, and yourself. You know, highly decorated and um, becoming you became a special ops officer um, and have been very competitive. Uh, I'm sure or, or have always had this mindset. Uh, like like myself and a lot of folks want to continue to progress and want to move forward in life, um, but want to to do so in a way that is um, that is honorable. Um, that is that is warrior-like, but is not putting success and ambition at the at the forefront. Um, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of guys that come back that have been on um, that have been deployed and have gotten into the heat of the moment and have gotten really into um, into their into the work. Um, come back and are looking for a fix in terms of this success and ambition and are looking for this next thing but are struggling to find purpose. How have you been able to see people come and find purpose and start to live that out in in a different way?
1: Okay. So I think that this is very – it's a perfect time to introduce – a special forces team you'd be like what are you talking about hey did you know Tyler that in a special forces team when uh we talk about it most of them all all we could talk about is and what people are familiar with is you know a bunch of dudes in multi-cam uniforms who knows zero two thirty mm. in the morning zero dark whatever wearing multi-cams mvgs and well, all that other high-speed special stuff with all these weapons right we're thinking like um yeah they just kick down doors and take out bad guys that's that's not necessarily Mm. just it each warrior you've got an alpha team leader which is the team leader you got a bravo which is a weapons expert you've got a charlie which is an engineer you got a delta which is a you know uh he's a he's a medical professional he's a medic Mm. Mm. an echo which is communications you got a foxtrot which is intelligence then you got a zulu zulu which is the team sergeant. Right there, God gives each and every person a special gift, a unique Mm. gift. But he's called each and every one of us to kick down doors against the enemy. The real question is, is what is the weapon? What is the gift? What is the skill that God's given to you? Look, seven billion people in the whole world and God has inserted every warrior, man and woman, somewhere to be agents of light, ambassadors of the king, right? Mm. A warrior. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you need to be honest. Don't try to be something you're not. God makes us all very unique. He gives us all different gifts, different intellectual capacities. Some can run fast. Some, well, don't run very fast at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some aren't tall. Some aren't very tall, you know, and and I guess I'm trying to make this point where you have to understand what your gift is and you use that gift. Look, you know, we talk in the scriptures uh, about all these spiritual gifts, right? And there's all these debates, you know, you obviously have got um, some that that are more formally recognized, you know, uh, to be a pastor, i.e. shepherd or. Uh, it talks about being a prophet. It talks about being a teacher. It talks about being an evangelist, and then it's got all all sorts of other gifts. Even some some other ones, administrative gift, you know, the gift of hospitality, all those things. The bottom line is, is that find your gift and rock it, right? Because God wants us, each and every one of us, are superheroes, right? And we get an opportunity to exercise our gifts to change the world. And so I always tell people, I mean, look, man, you got to ask yourself, have you recognized your gift? Have you figured out what it is that the Lord has equipped you? And are you harnessing your gifts? Because I call them superpowers. Are you using your superpowers to change and transform the world? I don't believe that some superpowers are greater than others. I think we as humans, we like to quantify that. Or, you know, we like to say, well, one is more important than the other. I mean, God is, in the scriptures, is more descriptive with things like being, you know, an elder, you know, a pastor. I mean, I I get it. I understand that because those are some very unique positions that are held in in some serious accountability. But I always tell people, know what God's called you to do and identify your spiritual gifts, your hero gifts, your superpowers, and rock them. I also want to take a moment just to simply say is this every person gets an opportunity to figure out what do you really want in this world? What exactly is it that your heart desires? You know, and because wherever you, whatever your heart desires, that's what you're going to pursue. And, and at the end of the day, God is all about kingdom. Are you living life in light of eternity? And Mm -hmm. I really believe that those who are movers and shakers, those who are, strengthening the kingdom and expanding the kingdom are the people that A, have understood, have answered the call. They have recognized their gifts and now they're using their superhero gifts, their superpowers to go change and transform the world in the setting that God has placed them. That would be uh, from your short question. Mm. This is my long answer.
0: (laughs) No, that's wonderful. And I love the place that you started of looking where you already have been. What position have you, it's a lot of times you're not, you're not, you don't need to find anything new, but it's within you. You, you've, you've already been put in a position, um, where you can see something starting to grow, right? If you're part of this team, the position you're in, you can see what you're doing well in that position. You can see where, um, where God, why God has put you there. What, what's going, what has been going well about that. Maybe areas that you can grow in and, uh, and stretch yourself too. Um, so I love going back to seeing from within and what you already know. Um, I wanted to uh, shift directions a little bit. And in the, in the movie there was, there was a point where an air force officer had, had asked if, if God will, will forgive him um, referring to that. Uh, there was a time, I believe about halfway through when he'd a battle um, and yeah. trying to understand how after the fact um, it's, I don't know if it's easier to articulate this, but when you're in, when you're during, when you're, when you're currently deployed, how are you able to, to walk this, walk this, this, this walk with Christ?
1: Mm -hmm. So Tyler, that's a really good question. It's a hard question, Mm. but I have an easy, I have an easy answer. And that is this, when you look throughout all of scripture, God is in the business of eradicating evil. That's what he does. He smashes evil in the face. In his timing and he calls men and women of valor to do his bidding but he also not just calls men and women of faith but he also calls the unbeliever to do his bidding as well the fact is is that as long as there's evil God is against it Mm. and the fact is is that good will persevere it will overcome the goodness of God and God uses all sorts of people To do his kingdom bidding. And so when that man asked that question, it was because he's ignorant. He's ignorant. The Air Force officer, the angel of death, was doing righteous. Now that's, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't like the war. And I get it. Man, I don't like the war. You think I like to fight? I I mean, okay, I like to fight against bad guys. I like to liberate. I like freedom. I like to preserve freedom. I know about all those things, but you know what? At the the end of the day, sometimes killing, not murdering, killing is required to free the oppressed because there's an evil tyranny out there, and it will do everything and anything to consume what is good in this world, what is righteous in this world. I don't have a problem. There's implications, but I don't have a problem. And doing kingdom bidding, and I and I mean, it's it's. Let me just take a step back. Nation bidding, right? Because that's controversial. Hey, how do you know that when you go out and kill bad guys, that's kingdom bidding? Hey, you know, whenever there's uh, a Taliban fighter and he puts two bombs in a marketplace or in a school and he blows them up, you tell me, friend. Mm. That that guy doesn't deserve to die. You know, it's like, well, what about, hey, look, all I know is is I know what Jesus said. He also said on his departure, make sure that when you go out there, you better have a sword. And if you don't have one, get, you know, get two. All right? I'm I'm all I'm saying is is that God defends his people. And he and in his timing, when it's when it's when he calls. We're instructed to go out and do his work. And at the end of the day, when that guy asked the angel of death that stupid question, I mean, there were other people that responded on her behalf. Mm-hmm. Because the fact of the matter is is that evil exists and somebody has to fight it. And although we don't want to use bullets and bombs to take down evil, sometimes it's required And you know, some people don't like to hear that, but who will defend this country? So when 9-11 happened, what are we going to do? Not do anything at all? Are we just going to sit back and sing Kumbaya? I mean, hey, look, at the end in Revelation, what does Jesus do? I believe it's Revelation 19. I don't think it's 20. I think it's 19. And Jesus is on a white horse. And... He has a white robe, and it's dripped in blood, and his eyes are on fire, and he opens up his mouth, and his voice is like the roaring oceans, and he opens up his mouth, and a sword is flying out, and he's about to bring havoc to the rest of this world. So look, at the end of the day, when people start talking about all this stuff, I understand the controversy and the friction. But somebody has to fight. Somebody has to stand firm. Somebody has to be bold and courageous like Joshua 9. Mm. Somebody has to protect the orphans and the widows and those of the innocent and those that are oppressed. And that's what she was mm. doing. That's what I'm doing. And that's what my our men and women in service are doing. Are we always right? No. Are some people's hearts wrong? Yes. That's why they need Jesus. That's why the gospel is all about saving and transforming minds, transforming hearts, and renovating souls. That's my easy answer mm. to that hard question.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you for, for answering that. I know it is a hard question. and um, But there's something that I, I think is really important to bring from that. And you speak on uh, being being one of action um, taking an individual responsibility um, for, for who you are and who you're called to be and, and, and living into this calling. So I want to know what what do you believe it means to be uh, to be a warrior in faith? What is What does it mean to be a warrior? Okay, so let me
1: ask you another let me let me ask you a rhetorical question. Yeah. Is there anything Is there anything else in this world that matters? You know, it's like because what happened was, not sure if you watched The Matrix. If you haven't, if, if your audience hasn't, I say watch it. Because it, it's really interesting how there's a lot of like parallels and similarities in, in Christendom. I'm not saying it's the gospel, I got it. But at the end of the day, Neo one day takes the red pill. The red pill, interestingly enough. And that was mm-hmm. the day. That he woke up. He was unplugged from the system. And he realized all that was happening. He saw the matrix for what the matrix was. And he realized the reality of the situation. See, when I took the red pill and I got unplugged, I wasn't like... I'm, I'm, I don't care what's happening in the world anymore, man. I, In fact, I was ashamed that I lived so long for myself, that I was pursuing so much for my own glory, my own recognition, my own accolades, me, 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 mm-hmm. me, myself and I, the three worst words that you could possibly come up with. Toxic. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is it, Tyler, you're gonna die. I'm gonna die. The people that are listening to this podcast are gonna die. Everybody's gonna die. That's just a fact. There's two guarantees in life, Tyler. You're going to live. You'll be born. You're going to be born. That's your first guarantee because I'm talking to you. So you got mm. born. Boom. Mm. And then you're going to die. Those are the two guarantees in life. What are you going to do with your life, man? Look, man, I, I've i already seen it. I've already seen a small glimpse of God. I've already seen a small glimpse of his glory. I've already seen a small glimpse of his movement I'm sold out, bro. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not a crazy guy. I just know that over 2,000 years ago, God sent His Son to die on that cross for everybody. You, me, past, present, future, all the sins, the gravity. And you know what? I don't just believe that just on faith. I mean, intellectually, pragmatically, systematically it's proof it's truth most people um can't defend their faith uh, apologetically like they, they can't and i understand why but i be i i came to faith seeking out the god of the universe. i want to know truth to say john 8 32 you'll know the truth the truth shall set you free well i went out and i sought it and, and in all actuality I, I i mean i really examined christ I put him up like a lawyer and I, I cross-examine Jesus biblically, historically, scientifically, philosophically. Man, I put him on the stand. I wanted like if because I got no time to follow a fake. Right? I'm in special operations. I'm elite. My time is valuable. I want to win. I want to be a part of something that matters. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die where the cause for a cause not just worth fighting for but dying for that's my personality born in downtown los angeles lived in the projects 14 different places in 12 years in the melting pot i'm a survivor i'm a fighter i've gone through hell and back brother i find i made it out of la and then boom fast forward i'm in special operations look man i've gone through some serious trials I'm gonna fight for something, I'm gonna be a part of something that's worth my time and energy. I'm an extremist, I get it. That's my gift. I'm all in. Heart and soul. Mm. All my being. So I say, so I tell people like, dude, what do you what do you think God's called you to do? Because I get exhausted, Tyler. And to be honest with you, and, and I don't know if this is my flesh, but I get sick and tired of seeing all these weak Christians out there. You know, I'm just sitting there today. I'm like, I'm sitting down with somebody who was a sergeant major in USASOC. That's, you you know, uh, that special forces is one of the highest tiers of special forces. Sergeant major, E-9. I'm like, what are you doing with all your gifts? All that God's given to you? United States Army, Special Operations Command. What do you you do with it? You're just making all this money. You're making tons of cash. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. Like, what have you done for the kingdom? What are you doing with your life? And he was so convicted. And I asked him a hard question specifically so that he would provide an answer. And the answer was filled with shame. not doing anything. Well, if you're listening out there and, you know, not doing anything with your gifts, you're not out there in the fight, you're not in the arena, then maybe you need to question whether or not you're really answering your call. Are you a giver or are you a taker? Because the Lord has given a lot to you. I mean he died on the battlefield for you. Greater is uh, there's no greater love than to lay down your life hmm. for your brother. John fifteen thirteen. But you know everybody wants to have the you know uh enjoy the gifts that God has given to them, the mercies and all the other stuff. But nobody wants to go out and get in the fight. So I say this, look, man, I don't have any other purpose in life but to glorify God. We're all going to die, and if you're a Christian and you've accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you're going to go to heaven. But let me tell you something, brother. Tyler, you're a seminarian. You're at Boston University, theology major. Let me let me tell you something. Here's a really good study, and I tell this to all the believers. You might want to study the treasures in heaven the glories in heaven, the um, what you receive in heaven. Some people, for the sake of simplicity, are going to be privates, and they're going to just slide on in into the kingdom. And other people are going to be generals, like Paul, mm. like Billy Graham. Now, look, I may be prematurely giving Paul and Billy Graham the title of general, but I don't think anybody's going to disagree. You look at John Wesley, uh, James Hudson Taylor, you look at all all these, you know, men of action in the past. They're gonna have some senior ranks here, man. You wanna be a private? Fine. I don't. I don't. I wanna be I wanna be a kingdom warrior. I want to be a monster. And when I say monster, I mean I want to I wanna destroy evil. However, God has called me to be. The weapons that He's given to me, the equipment, I wanna use them. For all things to bring the message of hope and purpose to a lost and broken world. Yep, that's what I want. That's the message.
0: Wow, wonderful. Uh, very well put. And um, we've been given the tools. Um, we know where they come from, but we know where we have to give it back to. And have to start living um, living for what's stored up in stored up in 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 heaven what what treasures we are looking forward starts with our with where we are today and how and how we where we want to see ourselves in the future so again damon it's been a pleasure having you on today and just want to know where folks can find you uh the work that you're doing if they'd like to to learn more get involved and all of that yeah so tyler um
1: the best place to go is sofmissions.com that's shield of faith missions.com and and there are three things that we do in our organization one we create awareness through film uh surrender only to one where we create awareness about the post-traumatic stress disorder and um, the suicide epidemic where over 20 veterans take their lives every single day a lot of americans have no idea that that's happening these are the men and women That stand on the bottom line and fight for us and and for our freedom. So, so we create awareness. That's the first thing. The second thing we do is we we provide support through uh, national groups and education. A lot of myself, I'm a doctor in intercultural studies. I specialize Mm -hmm. in this uh, in these particular issues and uh, been working a lot with um, Congress, Senate, the Centers, the Heritage Foundation, and um, and just a a lot of uh, government institutions to include the military and about developing education that really resonates with our warriors and their families. So, first thing, create awareness through film. Two, uh, we provide support through groups and education. And then lastly, we're the only organization that we know of that provides holistic intensive care for our warriors. What does that mean? If there's a warrior out there in your congregation or in your group or somebody in your family that's really struggling with post-traumatic stress, have them reach out to SOF Missions. We provide psychological, physical, and spiritual care. What is that? Man, all these warriors do is they apply to, to, a, um, you know, to our program. They receive an average of $15,000 worth of health care, of top health care professionals. Um, we send them to camps, peer-based programs, even uh, physical rehab at the NFL facility that we have a contract with. And spiritually, we provide these supports. We got mentors, psychologists, uh, social workers for families, physical therapy. I mm. mean, you name mm. it, we, we're all in it. We provide customized care for our warriors. They apply, it goes through a committee, and they get selected if we can provide those care. We even provide, you know, outpatient for those that are struggling with drugs. Mm. So that's what we do. We create awareness through film, provide support uh, nationally through groups and and education and intensive holistic care for those in dire need. Come to sofmissions.com, Shield of Faith Missions. Learn more about what we're doing. Uh, We're in 32 different states, and we'd love to support you. And in your congregation, if you are a pastor or somebody who leads some type of faith-based program and you want to establish a connect group, life group, whatever group you want to call it, uh, let us know, and then we help you. We give you the tools, and uh, and we help your congregation, um, especially if you have one it has a lot of veterans and families and those that support them. So that's what you do. And we appreciate Tyler for having us on. It was great. And, uh, we look, uh, we just pray that whoever's out there that needs help, that they'll come and reach out to sofmissions.com.
0: Beautiful. Plenty of ways to uh, get involved in a lot, a lot of great work that y'all are providing. So thank you for, for sharing. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you on as well. Um, and, and wish you the best and, uh, SOF missions um in in the movie uh that it that it goes well in the next next few months uh and and on to the future as well
1: yeah thanks a lot tyler we we appreciate it and uh may god bless you thank you for having us on Mm -hmm. and uh let us know when to come right back we love what you guys are doing we love your show we love uh all, all that's happening there and we'll be praying for you